Oh, oh, it's time to call Ben. Emails. Hey, everybody. It's me, Paul. And I am pulling up the link, even as we speak, to call Ben for the podcast. It's very exciting. I'm joining the Zoom call now. Well, close to now. Soon. Soon the Zoom. Join with video. I'm doing it. And hopefully Ben will be able to hear me. I can already hear him. That's a good sign. Hey, Ben. It's the podcast time. I've already started it uh, once again. And talk, uh, say something really quick. My name is Ben. Hey. This is the TV Lawrence Podcast. It worked. So I am not recording you through my laptop. <laughs> or I'm not recording Excellent. the laptop speakers. You know. Right. You know what happened. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So, Ben, I have to say, uh, I am feeling much better today. I was feeling crummy yesterday. What's wrong with you? Uh, I don't know. It might have been psychosomatic. Um, but it has gotten colder. And normally okay. when it gets colder, I go through a, 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 a uh, I feel sick kind of thing. Yeah. But it just so happens that recently... Jennifer and I went to a, um, like a, it's like farm and home store or something, something like a, you know, kind of a, a very red statey kind of place. Okay. And, um, I was like halfway through shopping there and I didn't have my mask on and I was like, this is probably fine. This is probably fine. I'm vaccinated. Uh, you know, all that, but I'm going to put it on anyway. And the reason I, I did yeah. it is because I saw somebody else who had theirs on and we've talked in about a farm this. and home store in the Midwest. Yes. Somebody was wearing a mask. Now this is an interesting thing. Uh, it was an African American person and I feel as though, and this is, this is purely anecdotal. And keep in mind, I may also be racist. <laughs> uh, I'll keep that in mind. Yes, uh, may also be. I have. I am. I am uh, a white man uh, brought up in the United States of America in the Midwest. I am constantly right. uh, going head to head with uh, racism yeah. inside my body. Constantly that I was having taught. to check yourself. Yes, exactly. So. But I have I have noticed in general, uh, black folks around here wear their masks more than the white folks do. Okay, and I feel as though it has more to do with them being practical about it than well, it's anything else. Because culturally. African Americans were hesitant to get the vaccine um, just because there's a long history of the United States government lying to them. Yes. And so I'm wondering if those two things are connected. If these, if these people of color are wearing masks in a public place because they are not vaccinated, well, they're still will... trying to be safe. Mm. I will say this again. This is anecdotal evidence. This is not. I'm not doing a study on this. Uh, whatever. But around you don't need here, a peer review and for granted, your final paper. You know, this is you know informal. But yeah. uh, folks that I know who would identify as black uh, were kind of on the forefront of making sure that everybody else had their their vaccinations in order and things like that. Okay. Um, I mean, I don't know anybody. I I don't know any um, non-white people personally who refuse to get the vaccine. Now I need to finish this sentence, Paul. I know what you're thinking. Yes, I need to finish that sentence. I thought you were going to stop, and I'm like, Ben. I know that that's not true. I don't know what you're doing. I so. 
to continue on what I might apologize. have been a super awkward. And yes, who, for who those of you specifically who aren't watching the stream, not... which is everybody, uh, <laughs> Ben just saw the little look on my face. It was like, okay, yeah, Goody's gonna no, no, Paul, please. Um, just to, just to complete that thought. Sorry, I ben. don't know anybody personally who didn't get the vaccine because of this long-standing issue of the government lying to people of color and giving them experimenting on them. I will say this. I don't know anyone. Well, actually I do my, uh, I have a sister who didn't get it, but other than that, I don't know anyone who did it. Well, no, that's not true. I have a, I don't know anyone in this area who I am friends with. That's what I'll say. Yeah. Who didn't, I mean, get I'm not it. saying who didn't I get know it. people who I know people who didn't get the vaccine. I just, yeah, I mean, and granted, I've not taken a census of why people haven't gotten the vaccine, um, except for like certain family members. I know exactly why they didn't get the vaccine right. because they post about it on Facebook. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anybody who didn't get it. Like I said before, who didn't get it because of uh, suspicion towards the government. So yeah, what I'll say is that history. Even people I know who were like kind of like my. My my parents, uh, um, you know, George and Mary, uh, weren't necessarily thrilled with the idea of getting the vaccine, but they did, you know. Right. Uh, so that's that's kind of what I'm. I'm just dealing with grumpy Gusses who who still got it anyway. I don't have right. anybody that I know that didn't get it. Speaking of vaccines, I got my uh, my bivalent booster on Saturday. What is that? That is the latest Omicron variant. It ah. contains two. That's it. So the all the other vaccines were monovalence. This is a bivalent, and I may be mispronouncing it. Maybe it's pronounced bivalent, but it's um, but it's mono and bi, monovalent, bivalent. And it contains uh, two different Omicron variants in the vaccine. Ah, I should I should get my my booster and my flu shot whenever those are available. That's coming up, I think. They're available. I oh! I, I got both mine like in the last week. Ben, Paul. gonna guess the news. Oh, fun! I went, fun. I went looking for something online. Uh oh. And I couldn't find it, but I found something else that might explain why I couldn't find it. What mm. was I looking for, and what did I find instead? You were looking for something, and you didn't, you couldn't find it, but That's you right. found something else that explained why you couldn't find it. That's right. So, is this um, a consumer product? No. Um, so it's not a consumer, so it's nothing you can buy. That's right. Do you want me to give you a hint? I think I need a hint here. Okay. There was something that we were talking about. I was talking about getting, uh, uh, oh, it's almost, it's almost time to get my flu shot. Right. Yeah. And that, and that was what reminded me that because I was thinking of what, what the days were in the calendar and and whether or not it was time for me to get my flu shot yet. Now I'm doing something, and when you listen back to this, oh, you don't listen back to this, but anyone who's listening <laughs> to this, um, I put certain inflections on certain words that may have been an extra hint to Ben, oh. if he was paying attention. And I if actually... I do the inflections right, because uh, famously, I am not good with... Um, modulating uh how i speak sometimes and right. also not good with accents but that's another story mm. uh, it doesn't have anything to do with accents by the way <laughs> so it's a it's not a consumer product but it's a service that you were looking for uh, some sort of personal service i i guess you could say personal service um it's it it is it's not an object it's a thing Something that happens Something okay, something healthcare related. Um, I wouldn't say even healthcare related, although people sometimes blame ailments on it. Sometimes blame ailments on it. You were in fact Paul F. Tompkins, comedian Paul F. Tompkins, has a big uh bit about people blaming their problems 
on this on thing. daylight savings time. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> so I was looking for uh, when daylight savings time started. Couldn't find it. I found something oh. else instead. That they've gotten rid of it. <laughs> Close. The... You were looking because you were looking at something in a state that doesn't, or in a place that doesn't have daylight savings time. Um, what I found instead of so normally when you type in when is daylight savings time, Google pops up a thing saying daylight savings right time there. is you know on this yeah. date. Couldn't didn't find it. I just found all these weird articles about Florida is still going to have daylight savings time. I'm like, what is going on? So it turns out, Ben, that the yes. Senate has passed something that would eliminate the clock changing. But at least at the time that I looked at it, House of Representatives hadn't voted on it yet. Biden had not said one way or the other what he would be doing. Okay. I think I remember hearing this. I think I remember uh, hearing that the that Congress was addressing the issue because every year there is a larger and larger call to get rid of daylight savings time uh, because it is no longer relevant to human agricultural society. Yes. So, um, so yeah, the, but um, if it does happen, it'll probably happen on November 1st that the clock so, will change. Now, here's my question. Do we stick with daylight savings time or saving time, I don't know if saving is happen or is we do we stick with standard time? We wouldn't change this time. So stick, whatever stick where we are right now. Yeah. And I think I think it's it's the the it it has some it has the word daylight in the in the title or whatever. Or light or whatever. So yeah, the idea is that daylight savings times will, will just be the, the regular time. So instead so uh so now it's uh, you know, central standard time or central daylight time, like Pacific standard time, Pacific daylight time, you know, PST versus PDT. Um, it's just always going to be Pacific daylight time. Do you know what I used to do as a tech writer? What uh, did you do as a tech writer? I would, I would just put central time. And yeah. I didn't do standard or daylight. And people were like, well, which is it? And I was like, depends. Doesn't matter. What's the well, date? see, that's what I would do because I wouldn't know. I would just write, you know, 3 p.m. Pacific. Right, exactly. Because I did not want to get it wrong. And Because and ultimately, if I tried to figure out which one it was, I would get it wrong. And and that's what I would say. You know, somebody somebody wouldn't accept a document I wrote one time because they said, you need to put it in either this and this. I'm like, okay, <laughs> you tell me how I'm going to know what date a person is reading this document. Right. But I mean, it, uh, the and then I, guess I did the this. Reason- you can't see it, but people, people watching the stream, know I'm I'm nodding. I've got my eyebrows up. I'm making a sort of a De Niro face, kind of, sort of, sort of maybe, sort of maybe. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> pull a face, Ben. That's a British term that we don't use here in the U.S. He was pulling <laughs> yeah. faces. There's a lot of British terms that we don't use in the U.S. For good, we fought a war over that, Paul. Wait, did we though? <laughs> Somebody did. I didn't. Yeah, it is. It is funny. I, I've mentioned this before, but um, I have some coworkers, or had 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 some coworkers from. I don't talk about my current job, but I've had coworkers uh, in the past from India who have British sayings that they use that people from britain don't use anymore they were they were yeah. popular at the time Colo- and they yeah. Co- colonizer phrases yeah exactly and they stayed in the language yeah so that's kind of interesting that makes sense i've not experienced that but that that make, that totally makes sense uh the one the one when i was working at amazon that people <clears throat> used a lot was do the needful please do the need do the needful which basically just means, hey, there's some stuff that you got to do. Can you do it, please? Yeah. You know, it's it's a it's a very polite way of saying, "Come on, man." <laughs> <laughs> basically. Yeah. Um, so Ben, how are yes, how are things in Seattle these days? Not bad. Uh 
you know, there's, uh, I'm, uh, as you can see, I'm doing the show from my bunker. Yeah. Again. I like uh, it. We'll be doing it from here until, you know, the, uh, the heat gets off me and I can go back to the theater. Ha <laughs> Yes. But, um. Yeah, actually, yesterday, I was at work kind of late yesterday, and at work being Annex, and McCandless showed up, and we were chatting, and uh, there was a rehearsal in the theater, mm. and uh, Brendan Healy came back and, and chatted with us while there was rehearsal sounds on stage, and it almost felt a little normal, just because there was, like, human activity yeah. in the building. I mean, that's what I'm used to. Being when when I'm in annex, that there's always something yeah. kind of going on. Um, hey, speaking about McCandless, uh, Stephen McCandless, friend of the show, Stephen McCandless, uh, only real listener, although drunk listens sometimes, and my friend uh, Scott Zanowski listens sometimes. Hello, Scott, if you're listening. Um, and sorry, I said your full name. It'll be fine. No, no one's gonna. <laughs> uh, but uh, Stephen. <laughs> Made fun of me for saying, "Hey, is anybody listening?" Uh, and he he like wrote. In fact, here I'm gonna I'm gonna break with protocol. I'm gonna pull up <laughs> and and see the thing that this is this is a, a text that I got from your friend of mine, Stephen McCandless. Uh, Shifts live <clears throat> podcast back to Thursday unannounced. Starts late, and then in quotes, "Is anyone watching?" <laughs> the and the answer is no of course yeah, the answer is no uh he did text me as well and he's like haven't heard from steven not even acknowledging you switched back to thursday yeah. it's like your podcast is trying to throw off kidnappers <laughs> exactly <laughs> um i do i i will say this ben and it's it's absolutely true i will change up my daily routine Specifically because if anybody's trying to kidnap me, they're not going to know what I what I do. I also heard, I can't remember when I heard this, but it's just some one of those t- uh, tidbits that kind of stuck in my brain. Where some, some sort of like experts claimed that if you do that specifically, if you like take different routes to work in the morning, or if you shake up your routine and like do the same task but differently... It keeps your brain active, yeah. and it, it it staves off uh, cognitive decline in your older age. I believe it. Um, the one other thing I, I will note, of course, uh, because it's important, uh, I do that, right? Change up my daily routine so people won't kidnap me. And then, as a friend of the, the, the show, a friend of Goody Lawrence, uh, Zach Lewis, would uh, tell you, then follow some stranger to their car because they say they have energy drinks. <laughs> You, you can't, yeah. Did you, have you never heard this story? I have not. Well, maybe I have. I mean, Paul, this is the so, uh, uh, episode 344 true. of the Goody Lawrence podcast. Uh, and I and don't year know. year 20 I, of a, uh, did, a progressive uh, performance art piece. Was Zach ever a guest on the show? Zach has never been the guest on the show. He should, we should, we should have him on at least once. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but he was. He was at Costco with me, and there was a guy, um, a foreign national, had a uh, had an accent of some kind, um, and was speaking to someone in another language on his phone at one point, um, who uh, came up to me in Costco, and he saw that I was buying energy drinks, and he said, you, you like energy drinks? I said, yes. And he said, I have some energy drinks back in my car. Uh, you should come and and try it. And I was like, oh, like a like a a, mar- a product uh, marketing thing, like how how I like them. He's like, sure. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. Um, and so I'm yeah. and so I'm following him. And then Zach Lewis comes up, puts his hand on my shoulder, says, Hey, Paul, hold on for just a second. What's going on? And I was like, oh, he had some energy drinks. He's saying, he's like, okay, we're gonna go back to work now <laughs> yeah and in the car he was talking to me he's like what was that about i'm like i don't know i just thought you know he had energy he's like do you realize that that might have been the last time that i saw you and i'm like i don't think that that's true i think he probably did have energy drinks <laughs> and he was like i i can't i was overly trusting 
during that Zach's time. a good person to have looking out for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. We were talking about this. Oh, I don't know. I don't want to talk about Zach when he's not on the show or anything, but we were talking about this. He uh, he was a child actor at one point. Do you remember talking to him about that? We had, it may have come up at some point. Yeah. So interesting. Just a just a small little tidbit um, about our friend. <laughs> the surprising part was he was in his late twenties. Yeah. When he was a child actor, it was a very That's how strange. Good he was. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he was. He did some commercials or something, and yeah. But he's. Uh, it's because of him that whenever I take pictures, like well, if you if you see selfies of me, right? I'm always like yeah. this. I'm always. I'm always have my head tilted. I'm always looking out of my left eye. Is uh, that your good side? He told me that's my good side. I don't know if it's true or not, but I just <laughs> I do it automatically now. He, this is one thing that is true. I am, you know how you have a dominant eye? Yes. They talk about that. My left eye is my dominant eye. Okay. Dominant eye. Um uh, I have a dominant eye, but only because I can see better out of that one. Well I think that's what it means, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, but considerably. Like you should oh. see the uh, you can't I can't really show you the thickness difference on my glasses here, but if I could show you the ref, the shadow of my glasses, uh-huh. one lens is darker than the other one. Interesting. In the shadow. That's how much thicker it is. My left eye is trash. Yeah. Speaking of left eye, don't go chasing waterfalls, Ben. <laughs> R.I.P. Um, Lisa Lopez. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, she passed away years ago. Lisa Left Eye Lopez. Yeah. Passed away years ago. I, I, I think I knew that she was very into uh, helping stave off the AIDS crisis. Uh, in fact, "Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls" uh, has a thing about AIDS in it. Uh, it's one of the uh, one of the one of the stories that's in the that's in the thing. Um, also, apparently, burnt somebody's house down. I I was trying to remember some sort of thing that she was involved with. I didn't. I yeah. couldn't remember what it was. So anyway, the what was okay. So I remembered yeah. her name. What was yeah. the, What was that group? What was TLC? The name TLC. Yeah. Uh, All I could think I, of was Belle Biv DeVoe, but it, those it, guys are completely different. It has it. It that song has one of my favorite misheard lyrics. Like there's a bathroom on the right, you know. Yeah. Um, but Excuse me while I kiss this guy. Don't go, Jason Waterfalls is my favorite. <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. Um, <laughs> of course, the one that that um, was some guy named Jason Waterfalls at a party. Exactly. Saying, going around trying saying to keep goodbye. him from going. Yeah. Uh, mine is of course Pearl Jam. She lies and says she's in love with him. Can't find a buttermint. Uh, it, it works if you sing it in the Eddie Vedder voice. There's a there's another Pearl Jam one that a friend of mine misheard that I th- thought was really funny. Um, uh, uh, got my hand in my pocket so it doesn't escape. That's that's good. <laughs> that's good. I don't. I don't care what it's supposed to be. That's better than whatever the original. Got my hand in my pocket. So determined, discreet is the actual. Lyric. Yeah, I, I. I think so. It doesn't escape. <laughs> Got as my much hand better. in my pocket. So it doesn't escape. Once upon a time. There's a song that I'm really into now. Again, uh, it it happens. Uh, I might have even mentioned it in the last pod. You know, I get I get stuck on songs, and one of the things that is really cool is that. Um, I have now run into um, the the um, the sampling app. It's called um, I think it might be called Who Sampled. I think it might just be called Who Sampled. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm not looking up the internet. I'm just looking on my phone to see. Yeah, Who Sampled? Who, who sampled, sampled is great, and uh, they're the sponsor of today's show, but they aren't. <laughs> Uh, but who to, sam- get, to get ten percent off your copy of Who Sampled, put in Goody Lords as an access it's, code. It's gonna break the URL and won't work, but still try it. Um, yeah. yeah. So the no Who Sampled is an app that. Ta- hey, by the way, did you ever find out from your friend uh, if their music artificial intelligence thing is happening? Still, I uh, forgot. 
got to do that. Okay. All right. Um, because this is this is similar. There's a reason for it. We're we're talking about Robotnik, I believe. Yeah. It's uh it's about the DNA of your music. It says, "Who sampled the DNA of your music?" Where you look at a song, it will tell you what samples are in the song and from what artist, anyone that's covered the song, and if the song has ever been remixed by anyone. And it's great. Mm. So you can get down a rabbit hole very easily. Very informative. With that. I saw a video recently of somebody who who took apart um, Fatboy Slim's Rockefeller Skank and played all the samples from all, and all, from all the songs that, that Fatboy Slim uh, sampled and like played them in context with the original song and then put them into the, you know, mixed them into Rockefeller Skank. It was really interesting, actually. I would, I would be interested in seeing that. There's, um, there's something that's uh, the Hood Internet. Uh, is is doing sort of the opposite. They take a year and they make a song out of songs that were popular in that year. Okay, it's it's pretty it's pretty great. They're like, you know, fifty songs in five minutes from nineteen seventy three or whatever. Um, but the windmills of your mind, Ben, that song. Uh. Made famous of your mind. Uh, from the Thomas Crown Affair, the original Thomas Crown Affair, which I believe uh, you're, you, you know Steve McQueen uh, as Thomas Crown. There's, a, there's another one that was made with Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Steve McQueen. I've not seen either of them. Thomas Crown Affair. He's a jewel thief, I believe. Uh, but anyway, The Windmills of Your Mind is the song. Uh, you might be familiar with it. Um, under its French name, The Windmills of Your Heart. Might be The Windmills of My Heart. Uh, but, you know, because as you know, in French, uh, the heart is what oftentimes um, knows things or believes things. They still talk about it in that in that context. I mean, we Moulin do too. de Coeur. Moulin de la Cour. Oui. Yes. That is, I believe that is correct. Um, the, the lyrics are a little bit different, of course. Windmills of Your Mind is more about, it, it, it's sort of crazy making, uh, but um, is the sound of distant drumming just the fingers of your hand is one of them, which is great. Um, the reason I mention it is that there's another song that has a great set of lyrics uh, in a specific part that I didn't know, and I've been listening to the song for many, many years. Uh, this is, of course, uh, Losing My Religion by R.E.M., uh, which, by the way, and this is crazy, uh, seek out, if you will, the cover of the song done by Hootie and the Bluefish. It's actually good. Anyway, Hootie covered... Yeah. R.E.M.? I had yeah. no idea. Uh, it's recent, I believe. <laughs> Hootie is still a, a thing? <laughs> um, I think they maybe just came together to cover uh, Losing My Religion by R.E.M. Oh. Anyway. Oh, life, it's bigger, bigger than you and you are not me. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, the length... Things that I could tell you. The length that I will go to... The distance in your eyes... Those two sentences are juxtaposed. And so all of a sudden we have this, this, um, like the lengths that the person will go to equal or exceed the distance in their eyes from the person. It's, it's all about, uh, that, that sentence is all about the person connecting to the other person. There's a, there's a, there's a rift in their relationship and, and, and the person uh, is is saying that they're they're desperate and they're gonna, you know, losing my religion is uh, is a phrase in Southern English that I didn't know about, but it's basically you know you're desperate, you're having a a a, a horrible like like the worst time, basically. And there's something about the the juxtaposition of the length the lengths that I will go to. The distance here that that's great because I never 
I had them as being disjointed, right? Now, where are they juxta? Where are they switched? No, 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 not switched. Juxtaposed, like they're like they're they're next to each other. They're um. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant like in the original song that they were they were you know, links. Oh, the I, and I might be using the word juxtaposed wrong. That might be the problem. Um. No, I mean, the juxtaposition does not mean switch. It just means two things in relation to each yeah, other. Yeah, they're in relation to each other. So they're, the lyrics are okay. right next to each other. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. But, you know, I was hearing them. This is this is one of those things of, of getting metaphors, uh, you know, an uphill battle for me sometimes. But but I, I would have them. Okay, so um, the lengths that I will go to is over here. He's talking about, you know, what he's willing to do for something over here. And then the distance in your eyes is, again, a separate thing over here. Um, he'll he'll go to great lengths to do stuff. This person isn't interested. But the fact that they're both talking about measurement of, of space... M- has a connection between those two lines that I didn't get until again, like I said, maybe a week ago. Both sort of like metaphorical measurements. Exactly. I'm like, this is this is brilliant. So, well, okay, Michael Stipe, you're. I suppose you're a good songwriter. There's I don't a, know what I'm doing, Ben. That's... There's a podcast uh, called Song Exploder, which yeah. examines some of, some of this. So you know of it, yeah. Yeah, so Arian did one. It wasn't losing my religion, but Michael Seip talked about his process of like writing and creating an REM song that I listened to years ago on a road trip. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty fascinating. Yeah, Song Exploder is really good, especially like again talking about um, the uh, the who sampled thing, where where you will get um, you know it's some an electronic artist might be um, really open about something. Like, yeah. well, this is where I found this sample and I, and I tried for, for years to get something to, to fit it. And then one day my friend emailed me an MP3 of them falling down some stairs. And I was like, that's the sound. <laughs> and, um, or one day my screensaver got buggy and all it showed me was a picture of me and a picture of my apartment. So my friend just said, this is me and this is my house. This is me. This is my house. <laughs> exactly. Uh, AWOL Nation, are you familiar with AWOL Nation? Uh, had a had a I, song. This kid's all right's the only song I know. Um, uh, Sale was a famous one, uh, but AWOL Nation has a new album that came out, and the reason I found it is because I'm on this covers kick. I like covers. I like covers of things. I like covers that people are doing covers of, and of course, your friend and mine, Sean Nelson. Uh. Uh, who who has given so much to the theater community as far as um, I believe volunteering his time as a musician for fourteen four maybe they get paid I don't know but um, they get as much beer as they want yeah if you drink beer but so so that you know um, so his the song that he and and the rest of uh, Harvey Danger made um, flagpole sitta has. Yeah several different cover versions out but there was one that i heard that wasn't like the other like a lot of people did like you know hardcore version scover you know like but there's this other one that's like dreamy and light and stuff like that uh and and i'm like oh this is done by the the awol nation guy and oh he's got an album of total covers like all these different covers and it's and it's really great um you know, you've got um, you've got him and Beck doing uh, Manhattan transfers. Uh, what is it? I'm the the eye in the sky. I think it's called. Okay, yeah. But anyway, one of the things on that album, one of the songs on that album, Ben uh, Taylor Hansen of the band Hansen doing Madonna's Material Girl completely unironically just full steam ahead yeah and it's great did he uh, did he change any of the nope. the gender speak nope. in the song right it's on. just it's just straight up material girl the the song and it's it's like i said wonderful worth 
all of it. They also do uh, The Waiting Room by Fugazi, and they do a good version of it. Uh, they don't try, you know, the, the one... The one out that, and this is something that somebody was interviewing him about and said, the one thing, the one song that doesn't sound a lot like the other songs is Flagpole Sitter. Everything else, you know, yeah. you're, you're really, you know, tapping into the original sound. And he said, yeah, the way that that came about is the singer on it, Elohim, sent me an MP3 of her singing that song a cappella. And I liked it so much, I built the entire song around it. What you're hearing with her vocals is that original MP3. Nice. And, and it's a different way to make songs. I don't do it that way, he said, which I thought was really yeah. cool. So, yeah, yeah. Everyone's process is different. Let's talk a little bit, Ben. Good about segue, process. About the Goody Lawrence process. The Goody Lawrence process. Now... Generally, it, this is great. What what episode is this? 344. 344 of a podcast that was supposed to be uh, about us and how we uh, do performance art. I think that this is the deepest that also, we're ever really... Like a promo- like a, also promotion for our performances at Spin the Bottle. Wait, w- was that ever... What we were originally that would have that I mean that could because we did episode one before you knew you were moving. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. But anyway, the 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 main thing is that we would normally we're we, what we do is not improv. There are things that are planned, but Unlike, yeah, there's an element of improvisation, but it's not like, hey, give me a city. Right. What I would say is, unlike unlike other types of theater, most of which are rehearsed to death until everybody knows what they're doing and they're ready, I want to say that we approached our pieces with a element of chaos to them. That most of the time we didn't anticipate how it was going to go. Yeah, we had a destination. Right. And sometimes we didn't know how we... So there are two two things I think about this. Uh, in two ways I think about this. Some of the pieces had a destination where we didn't know how we were going to get there. And some pieces had a... Um, you know, a journey and we didn't know where we were going to end up. Right. I think that's, I think that's a really good, a good way to look at it. And one of the things that, that I think, you know, like Stephen King, when he talks about writing, it talks about practicality and, and how being a newspaper writer helped him, uh, you know, remove excess words and things like that, whatever. Yeah. The fact that we were, specifically doing our performance art in venues where we didn't have a lot of tech time, but people needed to have cues to know when lights were going to go out and all that meant that lots of times, like you say, that ending, uh, we, you know, we both did some sketch stuff uh, before we, we got together and did our, so, so the blackout became yeah. like the thing, like what we would normally do a lot of times is say to the person in the booth, I don't know when this is going to stop, but when <laughs> I say blank blackout. Yeah. Other times, uh, Some, sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't. Yeah, yeah. I was, I will say that, that I have, ne- I, I could count on one hand probably the times when the people in the booth didn't do something that they were supposed to. Well, they, I, I know of, I know of one instance where the person in the booth didn't do what we had asked and they had specifically not done it on purpose to mess with us. Wait, when was that? I'm very interested. I don't, this was a long time ago. I don't honestly, I don't remember the performance. Mm-hmm. I think it was something that had to do with an element of time. So it wasn't, we didn't say, when I say this or when I do this, bring the lights out. It's after 30 seconds, bring the lights out. Wait a second, wait a second. And 
30 seconds ended up being like two minutes. But I think in that instance, messing with us actually turned, turned out okay. Well, see, and here's the other thing. I don't, like I said, I don't remember what pieces, what piece it was. Uh, so I don't remember how it ended. I just remember going up to this person and I'm not calling them out because I don't want to be a jerk. Right. But I, I remember saying that was a lot longer than 30 seconds. And they were like, yes, it was. <laughs> like, you know, sort of like, yeah, I like I, I, they had put themselves into the piece in into the piece they had made themselves part of the performance yeah and that's and that's i was and actually i was a little, i was a little pissed off at the time i mean i'm cool about it now but like yeah. i remember being a little <laughs> All of a sudden, upset ben leaves the screen <laughs> damn it god damn it <laughs> um so um but but other times i will say this we occasionally would get lazy and and <laughs> video pieces were were great because we On wouldn't have to do something uh, yeah. at all. But sometimes we would pre-record our entire thing and just say hit play. We're gonna come yeah. out and do some stuff, and then we'll uh, we'll be done when the audio runs out. Yep. Not a lot, but um, but there is some stuff. I think there are some things that 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 laziness really um really paid off like uh the the melt banana song that became yeah. just our go-to fight song thing um a lot of that was we were looking for something that had the right sound to it and we couldn't sort of like right energy yeah and then and then i said well what about this and you're like yeah okay we'll, we'll try it and it 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 just really the chaos of it really worked there, yeah, it, 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 a lot of spontaneity and a lot of chaos. And sometimes I think that might have come off as sloppy and unrehearsed, which <laughs> it was. Yeah. But that was like sort of by design. Yeah, because the the idea for I, I think the way that that I would I would characterize it is you wanted that tension of not knowing whether or not the thing would crash like that yeah. like that balance and all that at I I still remember this um after we've been doing it for a while walking into a space and like <laughs> like turning tech and 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 laughing out loud because you and I were very seriously Looking okay, so that's going to be about this big. If we throw it hard enough, it's going to go that. Like we were very <laughs> professional about you throwing something at me or or whatever, and and really seriously like talking about okay, there might be some ricochet for the audience. How do we keep that from happening? And you know that yeah. sort of thing. Whereas when we first started, we uh, just you know had to clean up after ourselves. A I lot. do. I will say that um, doing that process for however long we did it, like 13 years or something like that, um, like per took away that part of me that has the actor's nightmare yeah. where you're on stage and you're unrehearsed and that's a nightmare. That's That was every first Friday. Yeah. <laughs> For me, for me, it's I, not a nightmare. <laughs> I still, I still, I, I told you about this, and it happened. It happened again uh, a couple of nights ago, where I just have dreams, and normally they're music. Normally we're playing music. That's an important yeah. part. Where, where you and I are going on stage, and you know what you're doing, and I'm messing up, and I'm like, <laughs> and in my dreams, Ben is mad at me, and it's it's yeah, the worst. You've, because you've mentioned that dream before, people need to know this. I say this all the time. You, Ben Lawrence, I I cannot think of a time, no matter how like crazy it was at the end, where I'm like, hey, uh, just really quick, instead of blah 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 blah, I'm gonna just I'm gonna be yeah. nude instead. It's gonna work out. Or That's... or or I look at you and take my shirt off and go, all right, here we go. You know that kind of thing. Yep. Um, that's <laughs> that's one of the, that that is a um. Uh, one of the examples I say to people when they ask about what was doing Goody Lawrence like, I'm yeah. like, well, 
every once in a while we would just be standing off stage getting introduced and Paul would turn around and say, I'm going to do something, just go with me. Yeah. And then yeah. he drops, then he takes his pants off and walks out on stage. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I will say that, that the, I don't get stage fright as much anymore. Um, because of our time there, there was something about, yeah. I mean, one of the things that we would do a lot, uh, is not respect Bruce's, uh, and then other people's times when they're introducing us, like, you know, they normally, they, uh, what can I say about this next act? And sometimes we right. would just come out right at that yeah. time and start setting up behind them or yeah. set up and stand right next to, you know, that kind of thing, <laughs> uh, which was also really fun. Uh, I, the sort of Goody Lawrence actors nightmare dreams that I like have not on a consistent basis, but is recurring is we're performing at a spin the bottle. There's hardly anybody in the audience and it is not going well. And we are trying really, really hard to be entertaining. Yeah. One of the, one of the nice things, um, and I, I can I can think of a couple of nights like this. Um, that one of the nice things about being out there with you, rather than being like a stand-up comic or whatever, is that we could be doing really like audience just not into it, not getting. That's one of the nice things about about performance art is sometimes you're like, well, this is still art. They just yeah. don't get it. And that's fine. <laughs> but but just the just the looking the looking at each other and going, well, yep. This is this is and it may be terrible, but it's gonna be over in ten seconds. And there's a and there's a friendly <laughs> face there, and you're like, yep. And and the and you know that it doesn't <laughs> matter who you know. People often say that um, that ah you know I'm doing the thing and and all the people are laughing but there's one guy who's frowning in the in the audience and and that and that's what I focus on with me doing Goody Lawrence if even if nobody else likes it I can look over at Ben and as long as Ben's not mad at me I think that's why my nightmares are Ben's mad at me as long as Ben's still all right we'll get out of this and we'll talk about we'll it afterwards it. and we'll be like yeah, yeah. what and everybody in the audience is going to forget it by the next morning. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I I was thinking about the mystery box the other day. Oh, I loved the mystery box. And <laughs> and just and just how, you know, the mystery box is an interesting one because it somewhat relies on people being regulars because then they know kind of our our aesthetic and okay, yeah, this makes sense. And I was thinking about, but you know, somebody who's never seen this before, it's going to be fine also. Yeah. And one of the other things is I, I still, Troy's recording of Slap That Ass is still on YouTube. Still out there. Yeah. Uh, and one of the things that I like about that, uh, this is before Goody Lawrence, but th this is the thing. My performances before Goody Lawrence are still pretty much Goody Lawrence stuff. <laughs> I mean, you know, I I I would run stuff by you. I'd like, Ben, I'm thinking about doing this. What are you thinking? You're like, uh, yeah, okay, sounds... All right, whatever. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> All right, whatever. <laughs> I set up that I set up that thing, and this is the confession. If you can find it here, people, yes. I set up that thing where I was like, okay, we're going to pretend like I'm this hilarious standout comic that you guys love seeing... My catchphrase is slap that ass. Whenever I say slap that ass, I want everyone to shout slap that ass. And and if you didn't know that that speech happened ahead of time, you'd think that I was a popular guy. But at the time that that was recorded, Goody Lawrence didn't exist. No one knew who I was. But it plays like yeah. how we eventually achieve stuff. So what well, I'm saying is, also, d does work, d does it matter <laughs> to be good? I think so. Well, I think also with the Spin the Bottle audience, you had a very willing and energetic audience to Absolutely. go along with Absolutely, yeah. The so, like, unlike, say, if somebody went and did that at, like, an open mic night at a bar, yeah. they were not going to get that response. Yeah. 
Uh, instead of yelling, slap that ass, someone yells, get off the stage, and the rest is history. <laughs> Throws their beer on you me. You know, I've never been to, and and I don't think I ever will at this point, never been to a comedy open mic night. It's true. As I, a viewer? Uh, as a viewer or, or as, as, a, as a participant. participant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't like the culture as much around these parts. Um in the 90s, which is when I would have been doing it. Because uh, it's a bar. It's a bar, and I'm not a, I'm not a bar guy. Yeah. You know? I think I went to one open mic at a bar once, but, yeah, I've, I'm not a stand-up, so I would never do it. Um, of course, I- improv, you know, I have, I have done improv at a bar before. It's not the greatest. And I will bring it up every single time until I finally meet them. And then I will talk to them about it and it'll be full circle. Um, the Flaming Lips threw a smoke bomb at me. What? Uh, well, not not at me specifically, at, at my improv troupe. Uh, so what's that story? We got 10 minutes we left. Were, we were opening uh, for them at an outdoor festival. You hope your improv troupe opened for flaming lips. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a great time. Uh, and they they threw uh, they threw a smoke bomb. Uh, as I still remember the the guy the guy with the curly hair. Um, the real the real lead singer guy the main whatever his name is. I have no idea. Anyway, he's great. He's great. Flaming lips. This is me talking about this. Flaming lips are great. Uh, we were not uh, having a good show. No one wanted to see improv outdoors at a music festival. Whoever Where they probably couldn't even hear you yep. anyway. Yep, yep. That's right. It was too bad. Uh also a guy from uh the audience came up and said uh he called us the C word. Uh and we we put that on a t shirt, I believe. Um because he phrased it uh I'm from England and you're all just a bunch of boo. Um, and I think we put that on a t-shirt at at one point like the whole quote I'm from England and you all are a bunch of yeah and you wrote out the word yeah Uh, I think I think there was an asterisk uh, for the vowel Uh, although I don't know if there's any other word that could be let me think about it can't 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 Like, like, like we, like we, uh, are underachievers. Uh, other people could, <laughs> we're a bunch of cants. Y'all are a bunch of cants, which, you know, Australian. Yeah. That's good, Ben. Nice, nice job. <laughs> we did it. Um, so, so yeah, I, okay. We have, we have, um, eight minutes left. D- let's talk about one of the Goody Learns pieces. Uh, in oh, light I gotta of what pull we're it up. Uh, and yeah, no, so, I don't remember the last one we talked about. It's like when I go to Subway and I say what kind of bread I want the first thing. When you say what kind of bread you want the first yeah. thing? Uh, six inch white, because I know that's what they're going to start out doing, getting the bread. Oh, I see, I see, I see. I usually, uh, you know, it's funny. I've lived in my apartment for about a year and a half now. There's a Subway across the street. Uh-huh. I've yet to go to it. Well, Ben, uh, since they stopped doing the U-cut, I don't know if I really belong to the Subway family anymore. Um, so our last, the thing, the last thing we did was called The Debate Show, where you and I debated the U.S. space program. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Whitey on the Moon. Uh, Whitey on the Moon. Uh, that was on August 5th, 2005. Um, our next performance was September 2nd, 2005. Hey, we're keeping up. <clears throat> And this was right after I got back from a trip to China with my grandfather. Oh, wow. That it was that long ago. And this was called a star rated toilet. And the synopsis is Ben provides a summary of his recent visit to China while Paul eats a random selection of exotic foods from Wajamaya. Ah, nice. So yeah, I just gave a slideshow, and then every so often you would eat something. Um, 
Did, now, did I purchase that stuff myself, or did you purchase it for me? I think I went and bought it. I think yeah. I think you were like, find me the weirdest thing you can, weirdest things you can. So I tried. I tried to do that. So I, I think I mentioned it. There are a couple of places like Wajamaya out here. Uh, Wajamaya is a chain store. Um, there aren't chain stores out here, but there's like, uh, at least I don't think they are. But like Seafood City is one of them. The, there's a place across the street that's uh, even better. Um, it's more tightly packed. But anyway, uh, at Seafood City, I bought Mr. Squid. Mr. Squid. It's a it's a light packaging. It's a it's dried squid. Um, and I decided I don't like it. Dried squid, not a fan. Really? Yeah. I don't know if I'd like dried cuttlefish or not either. But it's a snack. A little bit too much squiddy. For me, it tastes a little bit too too much. How, like how about regular squid, like in soups or stuff? Do you I like that? I don't know. I I think it's I, real. Like it's really just a real rubbery. So you I know? Like, like octopus. Yeah, but I don't know if I like squid. An octopus is very rubbery, or pretty rubbery, I should say. Uh, my friend uh, Jenny Kim brought octopus to our biology class. Uh, so we could try it. I ended up eating most of it. There's like a chili sauce that, that she had with it that made it just outstanding. It's all about the sauces. Yeah. I had a friend come back from Australia and brought with him kangaroo jerky, huh. which I didn't even realize that you were allowed to eat kangaroo. I don't know how I'd feel about it. Um, kangaroo are, are kind of like deer, I suppose. But to me, the the because they can punch you, they <laughs> seem more like They're, bipeds. I th- they are jerks, though. I hear that kangaroo can be pretty mean. Yeah. Um, but he's got the money like and he's not giving it back. The national symbol of Australia. I mean, kangaroo is on their airplanes and, and on their just, menus, apparently. And, and on their menus, it's like you know, somebody somebody going to uh, back home to Australia from. The United States and bringing with them bald eagle jerky. <laughs> hey, hold on. <laughs> All right, Ben. Here's a question for you, right? America. Yeah. yeah. Land of freedom. Home of the brave. Home of the brave. Lots of times runs smack dab into nationalism in a weird way. Yeah. People who believe in freedom above all else, Ben... Would they eat bald eagle jerky? I don't think so. I want to say that there's a subset of people who would eat it if they shot the eagle themselves. I think this is, and I think you have a very, uh, this is, this is the problem when people think of, you know, the, the, the right of, of the United States. I think that there are two camps. There are, there are the hell yes, I should be able to eat raw eat. Raw, raw, dude, <laughs> raw eagle bald jerky. Eagle. How would that even <laughs> bald eagle jerky? And the other people who say no, that's a symbol of America. I will fight you to the death if you try to eat it in front of me. Right, while wearing the U.S. flag as a pair of cargo shorts. And and the problem, I think that's the problem is that folks will lump those two groups into the same thing. I, that's one of the things that I always think about whenever they're like, you know, what if. What if one half of the United States takes over? It'll bifurcate. There will all of a sudden be two other things. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I never thought I'd see a a, a second U.S. Civil War in my lifetime, but it's looking more and more possible. Oh, I don't know about. Well, yeah. There was. I, I saw. I there's got a, There's a. a oh, sorry, God. There's a subreddit called "The Right Can't Meme." And uh, maybe you've seen it, but it just posts all these memes that are supposed to be co- politically conservative, but they're just, um, um, you know, they're they're bad. Yes. And one of them is shows like a picture from like a BLM protest, and the caption is, uh, "One side wants a civil war," and then it shows like a hunting group, which is supposed to symbolize the right. And uh, the caption says, but one side has all the guns and it's under the right camp meme because it's not leftists who are promoting civil war. Right. 
So, and I think that, I, I mean, it, hey, uh, they're, they're, they're saying that people want a civil war because they just keep on existing uh, no matter how often uh, we tell yep. them that it makes us frightened uh, or exactly. whatever. Um, but here's, this is the, this is the thing that I, I, I keep thinking about. Um, I, I got into a, a kind of an argument with Betty on this because she was, she was making that point. Um, she said, I think, it, you know, if there was going to be a civil war that, that, you know, the, the lines would be drawn uh, kind of the same. I was like, I ah, no. Because the thing is that, and this is this is how I explained it, um, and you know she she didn't like it, but at the time of the Civil War, I don't think that the United States had a huge military presence in the rest of the world. I don't think they had all the bases and aircraft carriers and all that. The United States government whatever that means right yeah um might go crazy might have a civil war in the country itself but there are military assets that people in the united states can't touch that are owned by the u.s government that they could bring them back home and enforce, you know, whatever. Uh, so well, it's, and also run, run. When I sorry, go ahead. Finish your thought. Then oh, I'll go. run, run a mission in the United States. Like, yeah, like people are like, what if they knock out the grid? What if they do that? the The United States military is used to going into places where there is no infrastructure and setting infrastructure up. Same thing can happen right. if, you know, towns end up fighting. And when I, I mean, when I say I, you know, I didn't, I thought there was going to be a, I didn't think there was going to be a civil war in my lifetime, but it's looking more and more likely. I don't think it's going to be like one half of the U.S. fighting the other half of the U.S. I think it's going to be a fringe group of gun owners going around starting stuff, you know, just shooting people. Now, are these people also part of the military? Are they part of the police? That's going to be a problem because, you know, the U.S. government is not going to allow this. But if the U.S. government wants this to happen, there's very little we can do. Yeah, I mean, well, it's sort of like when you're talking about bullies, right, in in grade schools. Uh, Jennifer and I had mentioned this, uh, that sometimes the teachers would let the bullies pick on the the littler kids. Yeah. If, you know, because they might be able to do something that the teacher couldn't legally, you know, I, I'm just, and I'm making this up. Right. But if a kid, yeah. um, if a kid keeps on picking his nose in class, right. And teacher says, stop picking your nose, whatever. That's one thing. But if, uh, another kid draws a picture of them picking their nose and, teases them mercilessly until they cry or whatever the teacher can use that negative reinforcement and say you know if you just stop doing that he probably would you know that sort of thing using the bullies yeah. as a as a sledgehammer same sort of thing right. um i i feel like what could definitely happen is the wrong politicians use patriots quote-unquote to do some horrible things and then arrest them and prosecute them. And then right. everybody's happy. We can yeah. go back to what we're doing. But the, the yeah. That's that's So the, the the Patriots may have lost the battle, but they won the war. Well well no, they 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 won the battle and and think that they're going to win the war. And then at the very end, the large government says, yeah, you guys are bad also. We're putting you in jail. And hey, everybody, let's get back to paying taxes and and doing... And, and hating Mexicans. Or whatever. Yeah, exactly. That's right. 
now that that's over, that's the other thing is that, yeah, what the, I think that we can, we can rightfully say that incidents of violent crime from extreme groups inside the United States have already happened and are still happening and continue to happen. Um, so, you know, it is possible that at some point in time, if something larger goes on, right, someone will yeah. go, really, this, this, this conflict started back in Ferguson when, you know, or whatever, like, you know, history told by the winners, all that sort of stuff. Right. Um, is it going to be, you know, told that, oh, there is civil unrest and, and homeowners with guns had to put the, the problems down, you know, or is it going to be um, enough people got killed that there were people fighting back in the streets and blah, blah, blah. Probably both. Probably both. And, and it'll be up to Mike Wallace to uh, tell people what they should believe or whatever. And hopefully we will never have to find out how that happens. Yep. Or if it happens. Uh, and who knows? Maybe it'll happen and we won't even know about it until way afterwards. So it's way too late. Yep. Until the smoke clears. Hey, hey, how come I don't have any water? Oh, funny thing about the <laughs> reservoir. Uh, I guess yeah. you didn't hear about it. Um, but until then, Ben. Until then, Paul. I'm going to meet with you an hour a week <laughs> and relive our Until glory days and talk about what the future is. Oh, I wanted to yeah. say also, um, Jennifer and I, so I still don't know about the job thing. Now it sounds like I'm going to find out maybe in November. Okay. Um, but Jennifer and I went out looking at at um, other places to like maybe move and stuff. Really? And uh, and there are there are two houses that were out here that were sixty nine thousand dollars, and if you could imagine, oh. both of them had some issues. I can imagine. Well, I mean, that's not a lot of money for a house out here. In fact, that's hardly enough for a car. But what's uh, are also these... also very very low. But you're not looking you're not looking to buy a house, are you? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, uh, the only reason, the only reason why we would is that, um, the mortgage payment would be much lower than rent True. if we buy it, uh, when it's low. Um, of course, uh, you know, the United States is built on stolen land. So, uh, would we really be <laughs> owning a house or would we just be buying a loan from the bank? Well, in that case, you have to look up which on whose land you resides and pay rent to them. Yeah, and and you know the chances of me doing anything of that kind uh, before November rolls around is slim to none. Right. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I'll let you know though. Uh, both both Jennifer and I would like to end up we talk about it all the time would like to end up on the west coast yep. um but uh circumstances have to align in order for that to happen right so well if those circumstances align next week we'll <laughs> hear about it here on the goody lawrence podcast. hey thanks for bringing us home ben <laughs> keep it wrong paul keep it wrong talk, ben. To, you next talk week. to you later yep bye, bye. hey no room tone the whole thing was off and the entire time. And we're clear. I haven't stopped the podcast yet. How dare you? Podcast is still going. It'll keep going until I say, okay, bye guys. <laughs>